Welcome to the podcast, God Wants to Talk to You. 15 minutes of Bible talk hosted by a regular guy, ordinary non-church affiliated layman named Michael. And that would be me. Welcome to another episode of God Wants to Talk to You. Thank you for being here. I appreciate you guys. And as always, we are going to talk about the Bible. And today we're going Old Testament, not something that I do all that often here. I typically stay over into the New Testament, but as I say... The Bible is an entire book, and many of the books from the Old Testament have not only Jesus in them, a lot of times, by the way, a, a little secret, many people believe that whenever in the Old Testament they say not an angel of the Lord, there are times they give reference to the angel of the Lord. Many people think when it says the angel of the of the Lord appeared that it is Jesus uh, coming to that person because as we know from other sections of the Bible and like in particular to uh, John in the New Testament, there's a lot of references to Jesus having always been and having been from the beginning of time with God. So there's a lot of that in the Old Testament, which is w what I love about it. But today we're going to talk about uh, someone from the bloodline of Jesus, King Solomon. King Solomon he basically was believed to be probably the wisest of all of the kings ever in the history of Israel. And you're like, how dare you? King David. His father was King David, by the way, and he was the heir to the throne after David. So David reigned from 1,000 years before Jesus, and then uh, in 970 is when... King Solomon took over uh, Solomon's temple. He's the guy that built the temple. He's the guy that is credited with a lot. And he was a very, very wise man. And he prayed to God often and got wisdom from God and is believed to be the author of the book of Proverbs. Now, as human beings, it is very smart of you to seek people who know more than you do to seek out wisdom and to pursue it. And I will tell you, this book written by King Solomon is, it's just giving you tips on wisdom. The entire book, it really is. It's its a really good book. We're going to get into uh, some of it, and I'm going to go a little backwards. I'm going to start in chapter two, and it's called The Moral Benefits of Wisdom. So check this. My son, if you accept my words and store up my commands within you, turning your ear to wisdom and applying your heart to understanding. Indeed, if you call out for insight and cry aloud for understanding, and if you look for it as for silver and search for it as for hidden treasure, then you will understand the fear of the Lord and find the knowledge of God. For the Lord gives wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. He holds success in store for the upright. He is a shield to those who walk uh, whose walk is blameless, for he guards the course of the just and protects the way of his faithful ones. Then you will understand what is right and just and fair, every good path. For wisdom will enter your heart, and knowledge will be pleasant to your soul. Discretion will protect you, and understanding will guard you. Wisdom will save you from the ways of wicked men, from men whose words are perverse, who have left the straight paths to walk in dark ways, who delight in doing wrong and rejoice in the per perseverance of evil. 
whose paths are crooked and who are devious in their ways. Wisdom will save you also from the adulterous woman, from the wayward woman and her seductive words, who has left the partner of her youth and ignored the covenant she made before God. Surely her house leads down to death and her path to the spirits of the dead. None who go to her return or attain the paths of life. Thus you will walk in the ways of the good and keep to the paths of the righteous, for the upright will live in the land and the blameless will remain in it. But the wicked will be cut off from the land and the unfaithful will be torn from it. Now that one, all good advice. All great advice. (laughs) That is saying basically to just listen for God, seek God, seek God as if God was a treasure. I love that. I love that part of, of uh, chapter two, where if you seek God as if it were a hidden treasure or look for it as if it for, were silver, and that is wisdom you are seeking in seeking God. And you get that wisdom. And God says throughout the Bible, ask and you shall receive. Knock and the door will open. It's it's in there. And a lot of that, I'm telling you, if you haven't read the Bible and if you haven't particularly gone into the Old Testament, Proverbs is a great book. Now we're going to go backwards. So that is the benefits, the moral benefits of wisdom, how to stay away from people who are evil and walk on the dark path, how to stay away from a woman that might lead you afoul of your marriage. And by the way, ladies, uh, lead you away from a man who will lead you afoul of your marriage. All of that is in there. But now listen to this one. And and before I even give you this one, this one's called Wisdom's Rebuke. And it's pretty hard. Remember, the Old Testament was not uh, not like, it, it was pretty rough. And there is a word in here, and I want anyone to get their panties in a bunch, and they're going to be like, wow, they were so cold in the Old Testament. There's a, a verse in here where he says, how long uh, will you who are simple love your simple ways? And you're like, they're making fun of the everyone and calling them uh, mentally challenged. And that is not the case. I looked it up. In fact, in the uh, NIV Bible, they say the word that is used for simple, that th- that was the like translation. But the actual Hebrew word that was used in the Bible meant a person who is gullible without moral direction and inclined to evil. So know that when I give you this, that they're not talking about someone who has special needs. All right, wisdom's rebuke. And this is in the first chapter of the book of Proverbs, which is pretty much 31 chapters of wisdom. And I'm going to give you this one, and then we're going to talk some more about the book of Proverbs and why I think you should read that entire book. It's a great read. Wisdom's rebuke. Out in the open, wisdom calls aloud. She raises her voice in the public square. On top of the wall, she cries out. At the city gate, she makes her speech. How long will you who are simple love your simple ways? How long will mockers delight in mockery and fools hate knowledge? Repent at my rebuke. Then I will pour out my thoughts to you. I will make known to you my teachings. But since you refuse to listen... When I call and no one pays attention, when I stretch out my hand, since you disregard all my advice and do not accept my rebuke, I in turn will laugh when disaster strikes you. I will mock when calamity overtakes you, when calamity overtakes you like a storm, when disaster sweeps over you like a whirlwind, when distress and trouble overwhelm you. Then they will call to me, but I will not answer. They will look for me, but I will not find, they will not find me. 
since they hated knowledge and did not choose to fear the Lord, since they would not accept my advice and spurned my rebuke, they will eat the fruit of their ways and be filled with the fruit of their schemes. For the waywardness of the simple will kill them, and the complacency of fools will destroy them. But whoever listens to me will live in safety and be at ease without fear of harm. And this is, that's just from chapter one and chapter two of Proverbs. And by the way, that, that wisdom's rebuke, that's harsh. That's God saying, yeah, you don't listen to me. I try to teach you. I give you all, right here, we've got the Bible. It's a handbook. It's a nice little handbook for your life. And people mock it. And people, yeah, whatever. Yeah, 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 I'm, I'm not living like that. And they're too proud. And they think that's old stuff from a long time ago. I don't need to know it. How accurate is all of this? If you could just live by these simple rules, you're going to have a pretty solid life. Things are going to be pretty good for you. Just following, just having some wisdom, getting the wisdom from the Bible. And the book of Proverbs truly is a book of wisdom. It is all about wisdom. Everything in there is a lesson that you really should take to heart. But let's get into, uh, after that, it comes up and I, it, it really turns into about 20 chapters of aphorisms. Aphorisms are wise old sayings like this one. And it's just one liner after, and, and it's, it's maybe 25, 30 pages of the Bible. And remember how small print the Bible is of these, uh, better a dry crust with peace and quiet than a house full of feasting with strife. They're just these wise old saying, gracious words are a honeycomb, sweet to the soul and healing to the bones. The appetite of laborers works for them. Their hunger drives them on. A scoundrel plots evil and on their lips, it is like a scorching fire. There's so many pages in here and so many great little nuggets from Proverbs. So many little Proverbs and, and each one is its own verse. And I'm not kidding. It is chapter after chapter after chapter of things that are just really great instruction for life. All credited back to King Solomon. They say that they know Solomon, but you were the king. So you had people that worked for you, that there were a couple of people they mentioned that did write some of this, but the bulk of it was believed to have personally been written by King Solomon, who, like I said, was a really great king for Israel, a very wise king, guy that sought wisdom and and reached out to God and feared God and believed in God and ended up being a great king. Whereas his father, King David, although God loved him and he really was a chosen the chosen one, he really was, uh, King David had all kinds of problems as far as doing bad things, murder, uh, adultery, just always on the run from somebody trying to kill him. I, he had it hard. King Solomon had a much easier uh, road when he became king of Israel and also just did. They listen, He listened to his father and then came in after that and built the temple, King Solomon's temple. It is, uh, you know, that was a great place. And that's where they put the Ark of the Covenant and they stored that there, something that's still missing to this day. I watched some great documentaries over the weekend about uh, the Ark of the Covenant and all of the treasures of King Solomon's temple and where they think they could have been because those things disappeared from history and there's things in Rome from where they think when Rome went in and destroyed the temple and took all the treasures out, 
There's a ark in Rome that stands to this day from those times of the Romans. They would come in and then go into the Colosseum where the gladiators were and all that stuff, and they would parade all of these antiquities that they had looted from places that they conquered, and they have them coming in with a menorah on that. It's carved in there. You can't, that's exactly what it is. It's the Roman soldiers returning with a menorah, which would be from King Solomon's temple, which was made of pure gold. And then that thing vanishes. But you know what's weird? You know what's in Rome? The Vatican. <laughs> what's there? Oh, yeah, the Vatican's there. Vatican's got a lot of stuff hidden away. I wouldn't be surprised if some of this stuff's there and they just don't say anything. They do They do some weird stuff. There's a lot of things rumored to be in the Vatican. I'm saying the Vatican archives, to me, are as mysterious as Area 51. If I could go into Area 51 or into the archives of the Vatican and have free reign to look at everything and check everything out, I, I would choose the Vatican. I find it to be absolutely fascinating, the stuff that, that I think is in there. And, and the just history of the world of the last couple thousand years that are in there that they have, including what they believe to be pieces of the True Cross and also the... Uh, Shroud of Turin, they've got a lot of really great stuff in there. But if you are seeking to have some wisdom, and we all are, I pray for wisdom all the time, I highly recommend picking up your Bible and going into the book of Proverbs written by King Solomon. You can't go wrong. It is really, really good. And it's it's another one of those, if you go into Proverbs and you just turn the page and start reading, you're going to get a little proverb that's going to be like, man, I needed that. I needed that. Oh, that's what I should do. Because it just tells you how to do it. And, and to be honest, the greatest wisdom you get from this is just to be a good person. To fear God, to love God, to honor God. And don't screw anybody over. And don't especially screw over your vows. And and be a be a good person. Walk upright. Be trustworthy. Don't, you know, gossip and say bad things about people. And... You, You'll be all right. I promise you will. So check that out. That is your your reading for today to pick up your Bible and go into Proverbs and find something that really speaks to you because I do every time I go in there. It's, it's a great book. So all wisdom. It is straight wisdom, and I believe wisdom from God because I believe that the Bible is the Word of God. And when you read it, you learn and you grow, and that's what we all want to do. So check that out. I will be back next time with another chapter or another book of the Bible that we will get into. It is Lent time. We are heading towards Easter. I got to do some special stuff coming up. But in the meantime, go read Proverbs, and I will talk to you next time here on God Wants to Talk to You. If you would like to contact us here at God Wants to Talk to You, follow us and reach out through Instagram at God Wants to Talk to You. Until next time, may the peace of our Lord be with you.